The Everyman Podcast. The pod. Another week, another pod. Another pod, man. Let's get into it. I am your brother Jay. Of course, with me as always, my brother, DC, Big Dog, Daryl Campbell. What's happening, brother? Man, I'm jigging, man. You know how it is every time the jigging. Every man anthem comes on. Yeah, well, yeah, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Once I pop, I can't stop. Dude, it's therapeutic. Call it's me Mr. Pringles. My, my chest muscles are relaxing. I think we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep it for the bridge. We're gonna we're gonna hit the bridge here uh, today. It's a, it's a special day. It's a beautiful Hello. day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're we're cruising into 2021, the second year of the Everyman. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, the continuation of the Everyman era. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, we got to talk about the elephant in the room. Mm, and that will be the elephant in the room. Um, there's some crazy things going on in the United States right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, uncertainty and oh, yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, nerves on end. Emotions are running high. And oh, I know yeah. we have a lot of listeners that are, that are uh, you know, listening from other parts of the world. And while there are, you know... Um, there are they are really uncertain times, and we joke about the uncircumcised times, but these are all these are truly uncertain times. And yeah. the the one thing you know you can count on from the everyman here is that we're always going to be there every week w- with positive content and uplifting oh, yeah. ideas and and conversations because that's what we believe in, and we just want everybody to continue to be safe and you know just keep your head on a swivel, as they say. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Make good choices, you know, um, and let's, you know, let's get through all this here uh, business. Yeah, we've talked about it, um, you know, at great lengths, Brother Jay, you know, kind of our modus operandi, you know, is uh, sh- shining that light, being that positive influence uh, where, you know, darkness exists or just just period. You know what I mean? So if you want to pay it forward. You want to treat people like, you know, they deserve to be treated like you would want to be treated. Um, That's just the uh, that's just the mandate of the cosmic canoe, man. You know, it is. It is absolutely. It is written in cosmic stone. And Mm -hmm. the you know, the other elephant in the room uh, I want to acknowledge also is my mighty Pittsburgh Steelers, how they have fallen. And uh, it was a brutal. It was a brutal evening uh, here in the vigil. Every man, uh, headquarters, east, southeast. I guess now. Yeah. Um. As 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 opposed to the other every man headquarters, which mm-hmm. has been newly christened, and um. Yeah, it was one of those nights. I'm watching it and uh, knew pretty much right away. Okay, here we go. It's gonna be one of those games. Long primetime game of a beating, and uh, you know, congratulations to the Cleveland Browns. They they brought it. They were ready. They played a physical game. It's sad to see it go. You know, I don't yeah. want to get too deep into football because we're gonna have a special playoff episode of the Everyman Podcast this week with some really awesome guests. Yeah, um, and that's gonna be dropping right in time for the playoffs on Friday. And um, yeah, man, brutal game. Tough, tough. I didn't see that. I didn't see that coming from no. the dog pound. I just, yeah. no, I don't think anybody did. It was just, they were explosive, God, man. Snaps over Ben's head, and I was just like, oh God, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? But yeah, we'll, we'll get into a lot of that, you know, later. But still, 
looking, I did not see looking that. back and looking forward. Yeah, I, I, I didn't expect that to uh, to go down quite like that. And I think Ben, you know, it's weird. Like he's he's been playing eighteen. This was his eighteenth season. Eighteen, you know, coming off of unbelievable injury and surgery that he had, and first like NFL quarterback to have that injury and be able to come back and play. Nobody's ever gotten that. In combination of injuries in his elbow, right? And um, I mean, he still he still has it. You yeah. know, I think they needs they need to really put a couple pieces around him at this point in his career if they want to make one more run for it. And it, it, you know, there it seems like Marquise Pouncey might be considering retiring. And Ben has said that he's not going to play without Pouncey. So like, yeah. maybe they get each other to come back for one more run. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I know that, you know, the internet is popping with you know different uh, innuendos and what could be happening, what probably is going to happen, what might happen. Um, yeah, I can't speak to it all, but you know, I, I tell you what, he still has it. Just like you said, he still got it. He still got the zip. He still he can still sling the rock. It's not like one of those, you know. I remember when. Um, I remember when. Um, you know, Peyton Manning was kind of going through his noodle arm phases to, toward the tail end of his career. And then he went and got some umbilical cord shit, you know, putting his neck to kind of make things a little bit more manageable uh, from overseas. But, uh, you know, for Ben to come back from from this uh, this type of surgery, which nobody's come back from, like you said, and still be able to, to throw the heat. You just got to think, man, it sucks that it went down this way. But, you know, maybe if, like you said, you know, Pouncey isn't gone. They come back for at least one more, one more. They definitely got the defense for. We know that. Well, they and that was the other the thing. I think the injuries on defense they just became insurmountable, especially without Joe Hayden out there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know, I think Juju may have. Uh, you know, you and I talked about this off the record, but I think Juju is probably going to move on. I think he probably should yeah. move on. I, I love yeah. him as a player. I really like what he was doing early on, but I don't think he's. He's bringing too much attention to himself in a negative way, I think, with, like, you don't need to make division rivals, like, want to beat you, especially when you've been beating on them consistently Mm -hmm. for 15 years, like the Bengals and Browns. You don't really need to give them any more reason to want to beat you. Um, Yeah. And then when you go out and you dance and and do stuff and you kind of, you know, maybe perceived as disrespect to their, their city or whatever, like, I just, you know, I don't know. Not my, not my cup of tea. Not worth it. Well, I think it all comes down to um, it's it's, and I was thinking about this in my head. It's 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 crazy. Like you know, within the office, we always talk about production management, right? And why those two words are just kind of seated next to one another. I think the same thing holds true within you know the the world of sports. Okay, so if you have a player, you know, when you're young and you're vibrant and you're at the you know the the peak of your performance years, like that production is paramount, right? You, whenever you see those numbers consistently in the high marks, you say, oh man, that player's got great production. You know, but when you get older in years and the production might not be there, you know, why do, you know, guys stay the the Ray Lewis's of the world when the production's not there? It's that management aspect. It's that it's that thing you can tap into that kind of galvanizes the unit and keeps them together. But when you don't have the production and you don't have that galvanizing of units, and you're causing more problems than anything else then you don't have production or management. So then it's like, where is your value seated at? Why should you be here? And that's what guys in the front office, and that's what that's what guys in the player personnel departments, um, that's why they get paid the bucks that they do because they key in on those two words every day you come in to work. 
And if it, if they're not being, you know, held at the highest level, then time to go, buddy. Well, it's that it's that uh, production versus you know distraction, like you're That's saying. It. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and we've we talked about it on this this very podcast here in the archives mm-hmm. about Antonio Brown, and and you know it became a point where it was like, man, no longer worth the headache. You know, yeah. And, and who are we to yeah. say we're not there? you know, dealing with an individual for, you know, 13 years or whatever, 11 years. Um, yeah. You know, people change. They grow apart. They, you know, especially professionally, you know, you might not, you just need to look, look what happened to Doug Peterson. Looked like he was going to stay. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, there he goes. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to baselessly speculate here. I have a wild speculation if I may. And I'm, sure. I'm hoping to kind of throw this out into the universe and maybe it'll become, a Twitter rumor or something. Um, <laughs> I think maybe Jim Schwartz. Maybe they look at Jim Schwartz to be the head coach. I don't know. He had head coaching experience. The defense likes him. Apparently he couldn't uh, get along with Peterson anymore. I think the reason Peterson's gone is probably because they're going with Carson Wentz. You know? Mm, because yeah. the money, like, he's that they're kind of stuck. And it, and if, they, if it's easier to get rid of a coach than it is a quarterback like that. And maybe they keep him. You know, Jim Schwartz. I don't know. That's yeah. my baseless wild speculation. Um, and I, I hope it – that could be a new segment, wild speculation with the everyman. I like it. I like it. It's got some merit. Every week we some... can pick a we can pick a new thing like on a dartboard. You know, I've been into darts lately. We can we – Yeah. We can throw – by the way, which darts are coming back soon. I'm very excited. Darts. You and I are going to have to get together, you know, um, maybe for a mukbang and dart tournament. Mukbang. Mukbang. Have you put any more like thought my, into the mukbang? You, th- you think you still, you think you're down for it? I mean, I don't know because I, I went on Twitch and checked out, you know, kind of like the top mukbang performers. They're and artists, they, really. But but you, but to your point, though, the last time we, we discussed this, these aren't like, not all, like all of them aren't like obese, like monstrosities that just consume mass quantities. Some of these nice guys and girls God are damn. like, yeah, some of these guys are just like small, unassuming fucking tanks in the stomach. Like I yeah, don't they're doing get it. something. They're either like something has to be. They're either I don't I don't want to wildly speculate on what those kind of people are doing to be able to do that, but yeah. they're cheating in some capacity. They have to. I, I I don't know if they're coating their insides with with uh, uh, you know psyllium fiber so it just goes in and slides right out as they're eating I don't know I can't I can't speak to that but what I will say is these like if if there's like a hundred is there if there's a hundred pound you know Asian girl that eats nonstop for three hours I'm sorry. Like something's going on. Like there's not enough room in your body for your heart for the shit that you're eating. Like I'm just saying. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because today uh, my colleagues and I were discussing the logistics. You know, we are logistics providers and mm-hmm. we were discussing logistics of eating, you know, say uh, 300 feet of hot dogs and laid out end to end. So we were going through the numbers and trying to figure out like how many people it would take to do that if maybe we could put two people one on each end if they could meet in the middle that kind of just that kind of theorizing right right and you know i looked it up and i was like so what are the best hot dog eaters what kind of times and volume are they working with like just so i can compare and you know the, the, the that black widow so, uh, sonia I, can't, I don't know how to pronounce her last name but she was like she's yeah. a competitive eater 
small, slight Asian gal. Um, she ate like 68 hot dogs in 10 minutes with buns. Ugh. Ugh. You know? And the record is 73. So, like, you start scaling that up, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty devastating to think about. That, well, a, that a normal human it. could do that. And what, like, what happens after? I almost like to see a documentary on what these people are doing in their off competition time to train like that for this. That, that's what I mean. So here's the thing, right? Let's take this up a notch, brother. Jay. We got to so, get a competitive eater on the podcast. We, we got to get somebody on to explain like, like you said, the logistics and just kind of like the internal mechanisms at work when it comes to consuming all of this food. Like if you think that little Asian girl, right? Eats 68 dogs and buns. Right. What was her fucking practice regimen like? Yeah. How many hot dogs a day do you have to? Is it like a marathon? You got to like you got to eat. You got to eat a third the day before to be able to do it. Well, so I think about it. I think about it in terms of like how I trained. Right. So like I remember there was a point where (laughs) when I was no, no, I'm just I'm just thinking. So let's just scale this up a bit. So like when I trained to play ball. Right. And I remember one of I don't know whether I was in. Baltimore or Cleveland or whatever. And then one of my trainers like, oh, you got to be prepared for 60 minutes of play. Every, every, every play is like 10 seconds or 20 seconds or whatever. And then you got to come back to the game. So what we got to do is we got to scale this thing up and you got to be prepared for 80 fucking plays in the game, buddy, nonstop. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. So what does that mean? So then like you have to scale up your training so that the game is just like the lower baseline of your performance. You know what I mean? So if I'm some little chick and I'm eating 68 hot dogs, you know what I mean, to set you records. You think she's eating shit. like 120 a day? Dude, dude she, she's got to be like, okay, cool. Because you got to think about, okay, internal expansion. So like you can eat that and keep it down and I fucking barf it back up, right? So then I have to scale this thing up. So I got to eat, with, you know, just doolies, bro. Just straight doolies. You know what I mean? Like with bread. Bread doolies, right? Well, so, so you got to like, split the bread because it, 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 you got to soak it. This is the, the tactic they use. They, they take it apart. And they eat the hot dog first, then they eat the bun. They alternate, I think, because the way it fits into your stomach or whatever, like the way it hits. And when they wet it and squeeze it, that way it doesn't expand. Like, that's the part that freaks me out. It's not the hot dog. I think I could do more hot dogs than buns. Right. Um, But, I mean, you'd have to eat, like, two and a half hot dogs per 20 seconds. See, like, the thing, too, is like that. And then, all right, so, like. So that mechanism, right? That mechanic at work. Buns separate from, from dogs, right? And then I think about like how in Europe they always talk about, oh, the, the, you know, the American way of like consuming food is you guys have to take your time. You have to course through it. You have to make multiple chews before you swallow so it doesn't really hit your system the same way. And I'm just like, please, okay, I'm thinking about that, but I'm thinking about this little girl and these buns. I'm like, yeah, she just fucking hauled Nobody this shit told her that. And, and making money from it. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, but but here's the thing is like, I mean, is there some credence to it? Is it like, do you make, do you have more bites? Well, there's there's bites? a lot, there's a whole competitive eating scene. And, and if any of our listeners here in the Cosmic Canoe with us have any insight or, or connections to a competitive eater, you know, reach out to us, let us know. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we'd love to talk to them. Uh, but I'm going to go down the rabbit hole. And I guarantee you by next week, I'll know everything there is to know about the competitive eating scene, and I'll I'll have at least a couple leads on people to come on the pod, and I'm going to focus yeah. heavily on hot dog because they they have specialized competitions. They have like ice cream sundays, you know, and like 
or like beans. And like whenever they do right. those, it's like, yeah, well, she won the fucking, you know, she ate 73 pounds of beans. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Gosh, man. You know, I mean, like, oh. <laughs> it's, oh, um, man. I'm going to, I'm going to get some stats here on this competitive eater because I think I'd like to know kind of what her. Oh yeah. We have, so she's, um, so she's Korean. She's 53 and she's hold, she's held multiple records. She, when she first started out, she ate 37 hot dogs in 12 minutes. And then, you know, her best. Wow. She can do. Yeah. I mean, 40, 40 hot dogs. That's, that's really okay. To stay in shape. Thomas has one meal a day with many green vegetables and fresh fruit. She doesn't need any junk food exercises on an inclined treadmill for two hours a day, five days a week. Wow. She also regularly visits all you can eat buffets and restaurants. Wow. The night before contest, she fasts all night in order to put an edge on her appetite. That's a, that's a, you know, I'd hate to, you take her out on a date and then you don't realize she's training for a competition and you didn't take her to a buffet and she's just wrecking, you know, wrecking the, the appetizers and the side orders. You think think because she has this particular skill that she kind of like, if she, if she 135 pounds. Yeah. But think about if she wanted to piss off her date, like she's not feeling them and they're just sitting, she just orders like, 42 steaks 40 pounds of food to just smash and like leave them at the potatoes, dough. yeah that's what i'm saying like, this, where, this, where be, is this, going? this is dangerous wow a typical post-work meal for her would be three large orders of fries a chicken whopper 20 chicken tenders and two 32 ounces of chicken. bro this is like going out with you to mcdonald's that's that dude that's her cool down that's a cool down <laughs> yeah as your dinner oh man that's wow. insane her favorite food to eat in competition are hard-boiled eggs Mm. Oysters and wings, chicken wings. Absolutely. Wow, that's um, yeah, that's that's really incredible. She had difficulty eating a hot dog in less than a minute when she first started training for her contest in 2003. Qualifier after practicing, she was able to consume 18 hot dogs in 12 minutes. She okay. This is a weird phrase. I'm going to read this verbatim. She out ate Randy Thomas, a pro football player, noted for his appetite, consuming six and a half pounds of shrimp in ten minutes to his one and a half pounds. Oh. Randy Thomas is a was a guard for the New York Jets and Redskins. Played oh 100, started 143 goodness. games in the NFL. Six foot five, 317 pounds when he played. The man can only eat a pound and a half of shrimp. That's a lot of shrimp. Six and a half pounds of shrimp. That should probably kill you, like from something, you know. Bro, she ate 19.5 bratwursts in 10 minutes. Brats! Those are much larger than dogs. <laughs> God. Yeah. That's like eating half a, baseball, half a baseball bat in like 10 minutes. Of a tube, a tube steak the size of a baseball bat. Oh, yeah, man. my gosh. I mean, look, this competitive eating is no joke. And uh, th- th- I think this is partially, you know, this is like a, 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 a COVID kind of thing where it's like you just run out of things to kind of look into um, and read about that, that are normal. But who's to say competitive eating's not normal? I mean, it's every man and every woman thing, clearly. Wow. 
This is unreal. I like the yeah. I'd like to really see her whole roster of, you know, accomplishments. I know. I remember seeing somewhere there was something about her eating like seventeen pounds of beans. I'm dead serious. Really? Yeah. And I know there's there, there is a competitive eater that does like an Ultimate Warrior type face paint and character. That's pretty. I, you know, I'm obviously into that. Um, yeah. I love the pageantry of that. If if you know who knows maybe you know competitive eating will have its have its moment now. Dude, she's fifty three, pounding it in like that, bro. Hundred pounds of of terror for if you're a hot dog, stay away. Jesus, that's unbelievable. It's awesome though. And I wonder if she only eats hot dogs like once a year. Well, I mean, it says that she like you know outside of the actual competitive deal, she's just eating like fruits and vegetables and like you know. But uh, apparently, her her small frame is 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 the advantage she has because she doesn't have excess fat to, you know, that aligns her inner wall so her stomach can expand. I tell you what, I hope she's using booty wipes. Oh man, you gotta you gotta imagine what those are like after a competitive. Oh yeah, healthy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Blow through. Healthy. Jeez. These are these are the kind of things you can expect on the Everyman, you know, the, the deep Dude. dive into the hot dogs and the poops after the hot dogs and how much how many Straight feet of hot dog hole. per minute. Absolutely, I like when you start measuring, you know, things in units that are not like foot per minute of hot dogs eaten, or like pounds of cash. You know, when people say they weigh their money because they have something mm-hmm. like that's interesting to me. But uh, yeah, how much eaten per inch per minute, you know, yeah. inches per minute eaten. Yeah, yeah. Now that's I like he's it. got an eighteen point three. You know, like we got to get some analytics on that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, and and I'm telling you, once I do the research, I'm sure I'll find it. But I guarantee you, there is a deep community of competitive eating stats and stat watchers, and I'm sure there's gambling on it. Oh, of um, course. You know, of course. I'm gonna find out all about that. So it's it's awesome. But I'll tell you what, brother. Um, I'm excited for our special NFL playoff edition of mm-hmm. the Everyman, uh, which will be out this Friday with some special guests that you won't want to miss if you enjoy no, this here. You don't want to. You enjoy this here podcast. I know you're thinking like, oh, you don't know who's going to be on the podcast. Otherwise, you'd be saying it. We do know. <laughs> we do know, but it's a special. So, you know, we we're, trying, we're trying to surprise you. Keep the trolling to a minimum in the the comment section on on Reddit. Thank yeah, you. That's right. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, my brother, another week, another pod. I love you, man. Love you too, bro. Let's catch it next week. Yeah. See you guys. <laughs>